you know, when you listen to old congressional testimony and you look at what exactly is happening when they go before Congress and, uh, you know, these are members of the uh, of the uh, official Biden uh, ad- administration uh, people who are briefing senators on the status of things. And people say, well, why do they have to brief the senators? Well, because the senators represent you, represent me, represent the American people, represent the people who elect them to be able to come out with issues. And just listen to this exchange with Senator Ted Cruz and, and how it went out during this hearing dealing with, you know, what exactly the Biden administration has done to go after Nord Stream 2's uh, attack and clearing up more information. Have they dealt with Iran properly? It's pretty clear that they have not. Give it a listen and uh, listen to this uh, hearing a couple months back, but very important to listen to. Here's Ted Cruz. Cruz. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Welcome to each of the witnesses. Uh, Ms. Newland. as you know, in January of last year, the Senate voted on my legislation to impose sanctions on the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, and it did so before Russia had invaded Ukraine. When the Senate voted on those sanctions, President Zelensky publicly urged, even begged, the United States Senate to pass those sanctions. And President Zelensky said, passing those sanctions then were the last chance to prevent Russia from invading Ukraine, the last chance to prevent Russian tanks rolling into Ukraine. Was President Zelensky wrong? Senator Cruz, uh Like you, I am, and I think the administration is very gratified to know that Nord Stream 2 is now, as you like to say, a hunk of metal at the bottom of the sea. I personally, um, having been involved along with my boss, Secretary Blinken, in all of those negotiations with Russia to try to prevent this war in December, do not believe that had that Nord Stream 2 been cut off in January, that would have been decisive for Putin. It was important that the day the war began, the Germans cut the pipeline, as did the rest of the Europeans. But he was bound and determined to go into Ukraine, as you know. So you believe Zelensky was wrong when he said stopping Nord Stream 2 was was the last and best way to stop this war? I don't think it would have stopped Putin. And, you know, I And, and I, when, I the government, I, when the government of Poland similarly said, begged the United States Senate to pass those sanctions and said, this is the last and best opportunity to stop Russia from invading Ukraine. You believe Poland was wrong too? I do not believe we would have prevented this war had the Europeans acted faster on Nord Stream 2. I wish it were the case, but I don't think it would have stopped. Okay, well, let's talk about how the war is going. And I know that you and I both agree that it is important for Russia to suffer a crushing defeat. Putin is a KGB thug and he's committed to undermining our interests and our enemies across the globe, including in particular China, are watching carefully what happens in Ukraine. The Iranian regime is watching as well. And Iran is committed to doing everything they can to ensure Putin's victory. They're supplying Putin with resources especially drones, which are devastating Ukrainian civilians and military assets. Meanwhile, the Biden administration 
which waived the sanctions on Nord Stream 2, the last and best hope of preventing the war, right now today continues to be obsessed with a new nuclear deal with Iran. Iranian officials say talks remain ongoing, while administration officials say they remain committed to diplomacy, but not right now. I'm deeply concerned that this administration, even in the middle of a war, is subordinating the need to counter the Russian-Iranian alliance to its own partisan political preferences. For example, this administration has dropped the general UN arms embargo against Iran. This administration has made Russia our intermediary in nuclear talks with Iran. This administration has issued sanctions waivers, allowing the Ayatollah to become Putin's nuclear client. This administration has withheld weapons for Ukraine to target Iranian operatives in Crimea, helping Russia launch drones. And this administration has avoided using relevant sanctions authority against Iranian banks, facilitating the transfer of drones to Iran. As a result, Iran has been able to dramatically boost Putin's war in Ukraine. Meanwhile, America and the American taxpayer are sh shouldering the burden of assisting Ukraine, while the Biden administration is greasing both sides of this war. Let's talk about Iran's supply of drones to Russia. The Biden administration made an immediate decision to go to the United Nations and drop the general UN arms embargo on Iran because they say it was required by the original JCPOA nuclear deal. Biden officials say part of the embargo dealing with drones is still in place, but even that measure will expire this fall pursuant to the JCPPA. I believe the Biden administration should immediately go to the UN, invoke our snapback authority, and keep the embargo in place. Do you agree, or do you believe we should allow the UN arms embargo on Iran to expire and allow Iranian drones to continue to go to Russia and be, be used against the people of Ukraine? Time of the Senator has expired, but please answer his question. Thank you. Senator Cruz, you are absolutely right that Iranian drones are fueling this war, and that is why we have taken uh, many, many increased sanctions measures against Iran over the last uh, couple of months, including against the IRGC Guard Corps Aerospace Force, the Quds Force Aviation Industry, the Shahid Aviation Industry, Russian Aerospace Forces. The have you stopped the drones? Uh, we have not stopped the drones, and this is part of the problem. Um, but we know what Iran looks like, and we also know who Russia's friends are, Iran, North Korea, and Hamas. Um, as you know, we are not currently in active discussions with Iran. Um, you know, it is not prepared to, ne to take these negotiations seriously right now, and we have many of the same concerns that you have, but I look forward to speaking with you in a separate setting about our larger strategy vis-a-vis -vis Iran. I think this is probably not the appropriate setting for that. Thank you. Senator Coons. Thank you, Chairman Menendez, uh, and thank you, uh, all three of you, for your service and for your work to um, continue to help lead um, the efforts of our administration in combat. You know, when you listen to old congressional testimony and you look at what exactly is happening when they go before Congress and, uh, you know, these are members of the uh, 
of the uh, official Biden uh, administration uh, people who are briefing senators on the status of things. And people say, well, why do they have to brief the senators? Well, because the senators represent you, represent me, represent the American people, represent the people who elect them to be able to come out with issues. And just listen to this exchange with Senator Ted Cruz and, and how it went out during this hearing dealing with, you know, what exactly the Biden administration has done to go after Nord Stream 2's uh, attack and clearing up more information. Have they dealt with Iran properly? It's pretty clear that they have not. Give it a listen and uh, listen to this uh, hearing a couple months back, but very important to listen to. Here's Ted Cruz. Our whip, Mr. Tom Member from the great state of Minnesota. Hello, everyone. My name's Tom Emmer, and I'm proud to represent Minnesota's 6th Congressional District. And as uh, Kat mentioned, uh, the privilege of serving as a majority whip in the House of Representatives. I want to thank Congresswoman Kamek for inviting me today and uh, for her taking the lead on such an important issue. We must recognize the uh, statement that she opened with, that there are over 140 of our colleagues who signed on as original co-sponsors to the RAINS Act. Under President Biden, a concerning trend has escalated to a catastrophic crisis. Our economy continues to be weighted down with ever larger regulatory burdens. While Americans grapple with 40-year high inflation due to the Biden administration's failed policies, uh, regulations during the first two years of this administration have cost our economy almost $309 billion. We cannot trust a bloated federal government to hold itself accountable. It's time for Congress to halt the overreach of these federal agencies and hold unelected bureaucrats accountable. We are proud to support the RAINS Act and the Republican majority will continue to fight to end the Biden administration's unchecked power grab. Before I let you go this Sunday on this topic, we're looking at another topic, and that, of course, is essentially how the Biden administration continues to fail in Europe, continues to fail with the problems in Ukraine, continues to fail with global security issues. We've already seen them fail in Afghanistan horribly, and, of course, at our own border, where upwards of 4 million people, this is several months ago, 4 million people have come across the border, and we don't know where they are, basically. I think in New York City, we know where a bunch of them are, but not where all of them are. Give this a listen. Without objection, the gentleman is recognized for one minute. Mr. Speaker, the Biden administration continues to fail the American people. Just last month, Customs and Border Protection had 251,487 migrant encounters along the southern border, the highest number of encounters ever recorded in a single month. Despite our constant calls to get this crisis under control, it has only gotten worse. Either President Biden is trying and utterly failing, or worse, not trying at all. Since President Biden has taken office, there have been more than four and a half million migrant encounters at our southern border, and December marked the 10th straight month with more than 200,000 encounters, a trend that has never been recorded before. 
None of these statistics include over 1.2 million known gotaways who have evaded our overwhelmed U.S. Border Patrol agents. Mr. Speaker, I rise for all Middle Tennesseans to say, Mr. President, please do your job and secure our border. Thank you, and I yield back. Just a quick minute there, listening to some of the discussions that take place inside the United States Congress and the Senate as to what is happening in our nation, in our world, and how the Biden administration has only proven to be one thing, an absolute and total failure. Except that one thing, and that seems to be in making sure that Hunter Biden is be able to uh, earn a little income there for all Joe. Oh, yeah, you know, what we, you know what that is all about, right? Yeah, he's bringing home the bacon somehow. Or is it just bacon? Maybe crack? Maybe more cocaine? Well, he's got so much coke, he leaves it all over the White House. Who knows? We should not say who cares, because you should care. That is supposed to be the people's house. That is the house where the people's leader sits and takes care of it, but he isn't. Because just as badly as they do not take care of the White House's security of its premises and illegal drugs are scattered all about that people find them after tours or God knows what else, well, that's just basically it. I'm Mike of New York, Mike K. Cohen. This has been the Mike of New York podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you like it. I'll be back with more.